Rick Watts. And I'm here with a couple of guests. You're going to love to be doing Good to see you. Good to see you, Rick. Gary Christopher. From Ebersdra. Welcome to the interview. I'm Dr. Rick Wodge, and we have a special guest with us today, Gary Cristofero with Ezra International. Hey, Rick. Good to be with you. It's good to be with you, too. You know, these are trying times, and that's the reason we wanted to get together today and do this. They really, really are, and that's why this is so important. There's so many voices uh, sharing lies today that I thought this was a great opportunity to, to share some truth, uh, you know, with what's going on with the Israeli war. Um, yeah, and it's there's a lot of things going on around the world with a, in a lot of different areas, financial, uh, uh, political. Uh, countries are being devastated by what's going on with their own economies. But what is the central thing as far as biblically what, what's going on is the Israeli war. And Ab why is that? Absolutely. Well, you know, Rick, it comes down to an ancient hatred. Once again, I believe that God is identifying all of his enemies all those who align with uh, the enemies of God and Israel. I mean, because take it, you know, let's let's face it. This is a spiritual war. It's a war of good over good and evil. And it's God's way of identifying who will stand with him and who will not. Because it really comes down to a war about who is God. You know, think, think about it for a minute, Rick. What do these demonic hordes, chant when they're standing over the mutilated bodies of dead Israelis. I mean, babies, women, children, you know. Uh, sure. They're, they're, they're chanting Allah Akbar, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the media translates that as God is great. But we know that what they're really saying is God is greater. That's the better translation. God is greater. Greater than what? Greater than your God, Jews, greater than your God, Christians. In other words, they believe that what they're doing is in the, in the name of their God, who is not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. And, you know, and, and please, for our audience sake, you know, there, there's so much misinformation about, you know, coexist. It's all the same God. No, it's not. If the God of, of Islam and Islamic terrorists was the same God, as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel, the Holy One of Israel, as Isaiah likes to call mm -hmm. it, then he'd be schizophrenic. Right. And this is what I believe needs to be shared. We have so many talking heads sharing, you know, oh, well, it's about, about land. It's about anti-Semitism. It's about this or that. When it really boils down to it, it's about who the one true God is. The creator of the universe is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So part of the part of the issue of what's going on in the Middle East is a different uh, view of the, what the standard of um, ethics is. Mm. If you have a standard of morality and they're all the same standards that all the other nations around Israel, including Israel, stand by, live by, then you could come to some form of negotiation. You could work it out. That's not the case. That's not the case. I'm, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because we try to think in Western terms. We think as civilized human beings that everybody thinks the way we do. And they, the, the Islamic ideology, the Islamists who are pulling this off, they, they do not think the way we think. And the, the sooner the world realizes that, the better. I mean, there is no making peace 
with a people who want to kill you. There is no making peace with an Iranian culture that says death to Israel and death to America. And make no mistake, Iran is pulling the strings of Hamas, Hezbollah, you know, all of these terrorist organizations that are operating within the, the, the confines of Israel and all, all of their borders. They're being supported and led by the Iranian regime. This goes back to Yitzhak and Ishmael. Yes. Right? So there's a characteristic that Genesis Bereshit brings out about Ishmael. What is that characteristic? That he'd be a wild man and every hand, hand of every man would be against him and his against the other. Very prophetic yeah. Yeah. and exactly what's going on. Yes. Uh, are there Arabs in uh, Israel in oh, Jerusalem course. working across the borders are there of course you know that there's another lie I'm glad you've pointed out is this idea of somehow that Israel is an apartheid state when in fact Israel has Arabs in the Knesset their government their parliament they have Arabs working in all uh, facets of life they're in the IDF they are they have equal rights as citizens in that country. And in fact, quietly, many Arab people have told me that they would rather be ruled by Israel than by the, the Palestinian Authority or right. Hamas or any of those right. like them, because their life is so much better so much in better. Israel. It's not that Israel hasn't said, let's have peace, oh, and right. there would be peace. Right. Of course not. Israel wants peace. There have been it's, so many attempts. But the other side has to agree to That's peace right. as well. And even though they'll say it, there'll be a ceasefire, then it's right back to getting themselves prepared again, digging the tunnels, putting all their money, not in the infrastructure to help their own right. people, the Palestinians, right. if you want to call them that, but... No, it's putting it back into what can we do to destroy the Israelis? Exactly. And that, so bad. You're, you're bringing us such good points because there's been so many attempts. First of all, another lie that we hear all the time, this is about occupation. Well, the region of Gaza has not been occupied by Israeli army since 2005. You know, that's what, 17 years? Mm -hmm. They have not been occupied. So that's a lie. And then, as you said, all the uh, the aid. Oh, they they talk about it being an, an open air prison. No, there has been concrete and water and supply electricity and all the things that are needed to make life for themselves. And of course, billions of dollars. Yes, from countries all over the world, the UN. Sure, billions of dollars that could have built an infrastructure sure. to make life, uh, you know, bearable, good. You know, they prosper uh, in this region. Israel prospered there. Gush Gush could see same type of land. They had the they had the, uh, um, the greenhouses. They were growing and beautiful area. Beautiful area. Uh, they were sending vegetables. Israelis moved their own people out to yes. allow them to have that area of Gaza. Yes, they could have taken over those uh, those greenhouses and used them for their for their economy. The Israelis right? would have loved it too. So what happens? No, they destroy all of that. Yes. Then then they go and they dig up Hamas. I know. Now, I was uh, just going to bring this right. up. Go ahead. On, the, on their own promotion videos, they yes. dig up the water pipes to make rockets. Water pipes that they're using for drinking water? For, yes, for fresh water. The fresh same water. water that they say Israel's denying them. Dig it up. Dig it up. You say what? Those pipes are used for fuselages for their missiles. For their that, You know, it's, it's insanity. It is. And then the world is under such a deception that they believe what Hamas is saying and that the Palestinians are being so oppressed by the Israelis. Right. And it's just, if you've ever been to the land, then you know this is a lie. 
if you've never been to the land, I'm going to say this respectfully, shut up. <laughs> because I, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't watch the news, C CNN and MSNBC and these other woke channels. Go and see for yourself because the Israelis love having the Arabs in the land. That's right. I remember when we went to, uh, many years ago, we went across the border into Jordan. We watched... We went to Wadi Moshe, known as Petra. Okay, yes. And uh, but across is the Jordanians are coming across to work day by day. It's right. wonderful atmosphere. It is, and I, I remember, you know, it, we had a, a years ago. We used to have a, a, an adoption program with a community, and and we um, we supported this one community in in Samaria, Malay Ephraim, and there were Arabs working there and prospering there and all through judea and samaria they can prosper what happens boycott divestment programs in the united BDS. states and the west bds yeah. they hurt these businesses israeli businesses that are supporting arabs who are giving jobs to arabs it's just ridiculous so they're the ones the arabs yes. that are hurt yes it is so ridiculous the, the lie after lie and the western yes. media not doing their own homework. Remember the, the situation that happened shortly after uh, there were some retaliations by Israel to this, this horrific um, surprise attack on October 7th. Oh, wow. remember, remember the story about the hospital. That hospital, first of all, was never hit. The rocket fell in the parking lot. The, 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 the missile or rocket came from the Hamas or one of their their partner, you know, terrorist groups. And yet all they had to do was tell the Western media that Israel bombed the hospital and 500 people died and the, and the media ran with it. They didn't do investigating. And, and they have blood on their hands, Rick, because then all types of riots broke out worldwide because yes. of this so-called. And are still going on. Yeah. 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 So the Israelis get blamed for everything, but you know, honestly, there's nothing concrete to blame them for. They're trying to protect their own people. Absolutely. And, and that's really what this show, this episode is about, is trying to get people to understand that, listen, Ezra needs your support, and I'll tell you why. Because they're on the ground right now through Ministry to Israel. They're two partners working hand in hand. Uh, Ezra helping fund MTI, MTI helping fund Ezra. They're working together, bringing the Jews back to the land, which makes them stronger, right? right, And safer for the Jewish people than they can defend themselves in their own land. Yeah. And also helping the people on the ground. And so, and it's amazing. And we want to show some B-roll uh, of some of the folks on the ground of MTI, sure. Ministry to Israel, and what they're doing uh, to help supply. Walk us through it as people are watching these clips. Well, sure. Uh, as you said, MTI, Ministry to Israel, is, and I love the way the founder and director describes it. Michael Lauterbach describes it as, as two arms or two hands of the same ministry, you know, because Ezra International is focused on bringing Jewish folks back from the nations of the, of the world back to the nation of Israel. Because let's face it, Rick, no matter what's going on in Israel, Israel is still the safest place for the Jewish people. It is their home. They're 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 experiencing. Um, you know, we're seeing anti-Semitism like the 30s and 40s, 1930s back. and 40s, back back in the the nations of the mm -hmm. world. And so 
like one of my friends said in Israel, in the nations, they can come and kill me. In Israel, they'll have to fight me. Yes. And at least in Israel, they have the right and the ability to defend themselves. And they're going to do that. This this war, they will win this war mm -hmm. against Hamas. So, but in the meantime, in the meantime, MTI, who has support centers throughout the land of Israel, uh, Afula, Beersheba, uh, um, Jerusalem, and Haifa, four different support centers. But that's only part of the story, because since this war broke out, the the MTI faithful faithful staff have been driving in into up to the front. Um, the, the of course the, the IDF knows who they are, but they they very carefully you know collect this uh, support from them. But they've been getting yeah. What uh, kind of support? What is it? Well, everything water change change of underwear which is sure, important right uh, clothing um the kevlar vest mm -hmm. maybe the most important thing they're right. bringing uh you know mattresses i mean it's unbelievable food yes. we saw a video recently uh from the ground where they they laid out a feast for the soldiers and and they're barbecuing they're cooking all this food mm -hmm. serving you know humbly serving the soldiers um, so the soldiers are grateful because of all this, uh, the supplies they're getting and the protection they're getting. And then we're also helping the um, evacuees. The evacuees have had to leave, had left the region. They're staying in hotels, things of that nature. So we're there to, to help them as well. So uh, I think one of the first things that I can recall we did like the day, day after the, uh, the, war, the war broke out, was to bring, I believe it was 16,000 cases of water to the um, bomb shelters where some people were still staying. You know, and that day after it, it happened, we were already on the ground. And Since you brought up uh, bomb shelters, how uh, much time do the Israelis typically have between when the sirens go off, rockets are coming in to get to a point of safety with their children, grandchildren, yeah. spouses, family? How much time? Well, they've been living under those conditions for a long time. And if the closer they were to Gaza the, into the border, the less time they had, yeah. obviously. And it was sure. like 15 seconds, I think. In some cases, it might be a minute or two minutes, three minutes, depending, again, on where you How are in, in, in the land. I mean, because, yeah. The, the, so you're working goes off. You got to find a shelter. Find shelter. You know, and you're I'll, driving your car. Get out of your car. Find a shelter. What the, whatever they can nursing do. your child, yeah, they, feeding your children, everyday life, everything stops, everyday life, and, and you don't think stopped. that brings trauma to the Israelis? Of course, of what course. have they been under? You know, thank God for technology like the Iron Dome, because you know, if it not been for Israel's ingenuity and in intercepting all of these missiles mm -hmm. coming in, so many more casualties would have happened. Think about that for a minute. It, 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 Hamas, Hezbollah, they can fire all these rockets. As long as Israel intercepts them, things kind of go back to normal, right? But then, then something like this happens. Now, this is a bit unprecedented since like 50 years ago when the Yom Kippur War happened. But something like this happens. And for a nanosecond, everybody feels sorry for Israel, or most felt sorry for Israel. As soon as Israel retaliates, and this has been... The, and why do they retaliate? To try to just get it to stop. To get it to stop. In most cases, they did it just to get it to stop. And they've paid a price for that. They, they would go in, they would, they would take, take out some structure, uh, uh, infrastructure, take out some of the leaders of Hamas. The world would complain. They would stop. 
Hamas would reload. They would get ready for, for the next time. This time is going to be different. I truly believe that Israel knows the fact that they have to eliminate Hamas completely. And so, but the world didn't react any different. The world reacted the same way. As soon as Israel retaliates, now we're calling for ceasefire. Basically, all that ceasefire does is allow Hamas to regather itself, regroup, and they'll come back for more. It has to stop. Hamas has to go, and Israel knows that this time. I believe they know that. This Think time. about how hypocritical it is to blame the Israelis when we don't, uh, we don't blame the Ukrainians. Right, right. Right. No, Israel's the only country on earth, I believe, that will be attacked. And in this case, such a barbaric, I mean, horrific on civilians, this attack, and then still have to justify a retaliation or the removal of their enemy. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'll say this, you know, just a moment ago where you said, shut up. I'll say this about some of our politicians. They need to shut up. And I will include uh, re recently our former president, Barack Obama, said in the same breath that attack was unjustified and then proceeded to justify it by saying that there is guilt on both sides. That has to stop. And, uh, and our current president has to resist all calls for... for Two-state solution. None of that. The none Bible of that. talks about a two-state solution. Not in a positive way. No. It basically pronounces almost a curse upon those who try to divide up the land of Israel. That's absolutely right. And so how many presidents have brought up this subject of dividing the land? And the United Nations, which was formed to protect the Israelis in their own land, give them a little piece of land and protect them in that process? Mm. Now, it seems like they're reversing their course and going directly against the Israelis. Always, always. I mean, there, there's, there are more resolutions uh, condemning Israel than any other nation, and it, it might be combined. How would the United States be if, for example, on the West Coast, Mexico started lobbing rockets over into California? Right. How would that be? Would we just, you know, okay, it's okay, let's all stop? Or what about maybe Cuba right. and, you know, where we're at right now in Florida? Right. You know, how would that be? How would we respond? How would you want your country to respond to keep you and your family safe? That That is a great question. That, that is the key right there. We'd be screaming. You know, we we don't want those rockets falling on, on our heads. We want our, our government, our military to do something about it. And yeah. why why is it different for Israel? Why, you know, this, this false narrative that somehow these were an oppressed people by Israel. No, they were autonomous. They could have done, they could have created a life for themselves. And all they could do was plan their next attack. I mean, these, everybody's been watching the news, you know, this, this so-called 300 miles of tunnels in there. I mean, again, I don't know how they know how many miles of tunnels, but there are uh, a, a network of tunnels just for the sole purpose of killing Jewish people and then uh, then hiding under underground under civilians their own civilians they don't care about Jewish people they don't care about their own people well I mean it's obvious in the way they attack and murder and slay innocent Israelis right in the streets on camera and, and they and brag about it and brag and, about and it. and this is somehow this is somehow a, a a thing to to be proud of to call home and say look mom look what i've done this this is disgusting it's evil it's pure evil and we have to be able to call I, it. i'm going to be so bold as to say if you're a believer in the god of israel 
whether you're a Jew or you're a Christian, and you don't stand behind Israel, then you're not reading your Bible correctly. Amen. Because the Bible is very clear. The Israelis are the apple of God's eye. The Jewish people are his chosen people. And then if you're a, a believer, a Christian, and you go, what about me? Well, you're grafted into that. You are not you are not the main focus. The main focus is what God is doing in the land of Israel with his people. And you become a part of that, grafted in, but you have to support them. It's one thing to read the scriptures. It's another thing to do them. Gary, what can people do? What can people do to put their hand to the plow, their I, feet in motion? What can they do to help? Right I, I want to address that, Rick, and, but I have to add, because I'm so glad you addressed Christians in this equation, because I'm telling you right now, uh, I, I'm not, we, we're not going to soft pedal this at all. If you belong to a denomination or a church that's teaching replacement theology, then you are partly to blame for what is happening to the nation of Israel and to the Jewish people worldwide. Because that that theology is demonic. It's from the pit of hell, Rick, and it's caused more harm, more death and persecution for Jewish people than anything else. Explain what replacement theology The idea that, that somehow the church has replaced the Jewish people and Israel. That in the Israel as the Jewish people God has rejected God. Right. And his Messiah, they've rejected it. They've rejected it. So God has forgotten about it. He's turned his back on that. And now the chosen people are? Uh, he, the Christians in that theology. In that theology. In that theology. And it is it's so harmful. And it is so wrong. For those of you who know better, what you can do today is you can go to EzraInternational.org. EzraInternational.org and go to the donation page and click Emergency Relief Fund emergency relief fund will get those funds directly where they're needed on the ground in Israel today. That's just that because we're going to continue to, to work through ministry to Israel, Rick, and help his people in their greatest hour of need. See, it's it's not that the Aliyah is not prior, oh, prioritized. Okay. It is. That's the big picture. Right now, the, the page is turning. What page we're on right at the moment is helping what's going on on the ground right now. Listen, don't put this off. You go, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to have a nice uh, caramel latte. At, at the Take that money right now. Make your own coffee at home. Send the money to EzraInternational.org and make a difference. You, hey, I'm going to go out for Mexican food tonight. How about not spending the $70 and putting that into Ezra International? Make a difference with the Israelis right now on the ground. Why? Because they need you. They do. They need. They need every dime because again, I've watched. Uh, we're getting daily updates of how the support is going right to the troops, right to the people who need it the most. And for those who have been calling in and saying, "Well, is the Aliyah still going on?" Let's address that for a moment. Yes, the answer is simply yes. The Jewish people are still coming home. The IDF is going to keep this isolated to the Gaza region. They're going to win. And the Jewish people coming from the from the four corners of the earth will continue, and it does make Israel stronger, right? I mean, I've seen I've seen cases where people with dual citizenship citizenship have gone to Israel, and and they're fighting in the IDF as we speak. And the young men and women who are coming into Israel today from the from the four corners of the earth will also be uh, a you know you know a asset to Israel. 
uh, as they they come there, they make a life, and they will they will make Israel better. Amen. You know, there's a big movement right now, Gary. I think around the world, but specifically in the United States, it's the movement of prophecy. Oh. There's a lot of prophets right now prophesying different things. What a great year it's going to be. What of this? What of that? We've got to do this. But you know what? There's a prophecy you can count on. It's the prophetic visions the prophets had in the Tanakh, we say the Old Testament, and that is what God is doing with his people Israel and how he is the one who's going to fight for Israel. He brought his people back just like he said he would. You want to be a part of a real prophetic movement? Get to be a part of EzraInternational.org and ministry to Israel because that is what's going on in prophecy and it's happening right now. Amen. And it's so practical, Rick, that most people are missing it. You know, when, when people think of prophecy, they think of pie in the sky, spiritual events. And yet God promised, as you said, through the prophets and even all the way back to Abraham, God promised that this land would be theirs eternally. And so that covenant, you know, is, is the foundation for all of the prophecies, all the prophets who said that one day his people would come back. In the latter days, they would come back to the land and it would flourish. It would be better than it was before. They would rebuild all the waste places and they would, they would resettle the land. And that's what we're witnessing before our very eyes. And we have that incredible opportunity to partner with God in helping, in aiding in all of his people coming home. Isaiah 49, 22, we get a chance to carry them in our arms and on our shoulders back to the land of Israel so that they can they can find new, new hope, new life in the, their land of promise. So true. Gary, thanks for being on the show. It's my pleasure. And uh, remember, support EzraInternational.org. Right now is the time. Don't wait. There's a phone number right now. Make the phone call or go online, make that gift. Almost everything goes to the people on the ground or, or the ministry that's going on right now is at Ezra International. And it's amazing because that is the ministry you can get behind and know where the monies are going. And uh, just do it. Do it. Be a part of what God is doing today. Interview. I'm Dr. Rick Watts, and I'm here with a couple guests. You're going to love to do good to see you. Good to see you, Rick. Gary Christopharo. <laughs> from <Yeah>. Ephesra. <laughs> do you stand with Israel? Now is the time to show how much you care. Now is the time to take a stand. I'm Gary Christofaro, Vice President of Ezra International. This is a battle between good and evil. Ezra International and our sister organization, Ministry to Israel, are on the ground in Israel supporting the IDF and helping the Jewish people in their great hour of need. We are supplying tens of thousands of items, food, clothing, mattresses, Kevlar vests for the soldiers, and so much more. We are helping the evacuees and helping keep our recent immigrants safe. With the recent rise of anti-Semitism and anti-Israel sentiment around the globe, Israel is still the safest place for the Jewish people. It is their home. Will you help? Please go to EzraInternational.org and give to the Emergency Relief Fund today.